When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's 2023 and it's time for four. 2023 and it's time for four. The 4D experience is at your door. It's at your door and you want more. 4D experience podcast. Oh, it's a laugh at you when you Well, Slappy New Year, everybody. It's the Dan Fogler 40 Experience Podcast. Yep. Here we are. It's 2023. A lot of... <laughs> Yo, this is a crazy year. 23. Keep thinking about that Jim Carrey movie that I never saw. That uh, is a man think, uh, freaking out because everywhere he looks, it's 23. Everything adds up to 23, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're in a pretty sure, however you want to call it, simulation, holographic universe. Our universe is comprised of vibration, energy, frequency. Yeah. It sure sounds like a video game. And, uh... Yeah, I think it's going to be proven that God, the creator, that's how the physics works. When you create something, it's always got to be like that. Energy, frequency, and uh, vibration. Sound. Sound. Cymatics, man. Look into that. Everyone should be talking to their water, asking it not to be polluted. Thank you, water. Somehow it works. Somehow, water is intelligent, has a memory. You should talk to yourself in a a nice way as well this year. The environment is going... (laughs) It's going haywire! Uh... Yeah, there's a lot to be thankful for, grateful for, and there's a lot to be concerned about. Um, the uh, the crazies have taken over the asylum. So everybody start hoarding your drugs. Everybody start hoarding your snacks. Um, I feel like this year, <laughs> this year... We're going to have a lot less conspiracy theorists, and we're just going to have a lot more theorists. <laughs> and uh, I think um, everyone, if, as, as time rolls out here and science becomes a reality, people are going to find that... Uh, Maybe uh, we should be a little bit more wary when authorities are just like, here's a hammer. 
Yeah, but <laughs> but I need a I need a screwdriver and a, a drill and uh, I have all these a saw. I have all these other tools I could work with in my tool belt. Uh, no, those are not allowed. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> They've worked for thousands of years. Nope, hammer. Yeah, but <laughs> that hammer's the hammer's gonna it might hurt me. Hammer. So maybe next time you'll uh you'll do a little research and save yourself a lot of sorrow. Yeah, here we are. We're in this crazy lifeboat together. And I I'm positive though, even though this twenty three number is uh it's a sketchy number. <clears throat> this is a vital halfway point to chaos. This year is a tipping point. And I think that <clears throat> everybody should be ready for something crazy to happen. Transcendental meditation is good. You know, what's interesting is I'm, I'm going to be doing more of that this year. Sometimes I have a section called Tales from Beyond the Veil. Now it's going to be Tales from the Veil because... <laughs> no, wait, that's stupid. <laughs> Tales from the Curtain. No, uh, <laughs> Tales from Beyond because the veil is gone. That's what I meant to say. The veil has been lifted. A lot of people are waking up to this crazy world we're living in, as it should be. I talked to Deepak uh, Chopra once. Deepak. How many Deepaks do you know? <laughs> I talked to Deepak Chopra. I don't know, maybe a lot of Deepaks out there. Briefly, during Don Peyote. And uh, I went up, I asked him a question. This is back in 2012. I was like, what do you think? Are we in for some some chaos? And... He goes, yeah, yeah, we are. I mean, that's just the nature of things. It's like a kettle of tea that you have to have all that chaotic boiling before you get that beautiful steam, you know? Um, everything is in transition. You have to have the chaos before you have the lightness and the peacefulness and the beauty. And it's, you know, always a yin-yang. There's always beautiful things. Within the darkness, and also and always darkness within the beauty, and that's how we learn to appreciate things. We have this interview is with Claire Lim, who uh, is super cool. I did this back in August, but we just had a uh, a bunch of things that came out, like The Walking Dead. I had to shift her till now. It's because we had that finale. So now this one's coming out, and it's uh, we talk about Nope uh, from the summer, and um, she's great, man. You should check her out. Uh, yeah, she's uh, like a host interviewer as well, and we have a fun conversation. Always have a fun conversation with her. It always like folds toward the like the eighties and nostalgia and. And movies that we grew up loving. So that's, I think that's a, a fun interview to start the year. And then uh, just expect some darker, weirder, wackier 
more uh you know theories coming up in the next <laughs> episodes after this one um i think it's time to just openly start talking about the chaos that we're living in oh yeah here's our <clears throat> here's some um some content that you guys should take check out man yeah okay this is what i've this is stuff that i've seen this year that you guys should definitely check out this is uh i saw the fablemans finally i'll work backwards here i saw the fablemans last night and you know maybe i'll get into a deeper critique of this film i wonder how close it is to spielberg's life spielman <laughs> spielberg play mountain fableman story man i mean I, I, it's a it's all the performances are wonderful the kid performances are excellent they're the ones that made me tear up the most yeah everyone's really great in it you know it's got that spielberg sheen to it where you know you're watching a spielberg movie but then you're given like a hint at the end as to you know where he gets his his style from and he's paying homage to the great directors of the past love that last moment of the film where he goes to see the big film director and he gets put into his office and he gets to ask him a few questions and uh, the last shot of the the film is great it's just classic and it's very close to my heart being jewish and and growing up in a wacky family <laughs> and yeah it, it reminds me of a kind of movie that i would write about my own family go see it david bowie moon age daydream yeah it's about 20 minutes half hour too long but you but you'll get a a good nap in the middle of there because the music the, listen it's fucking great it's great. I was engaged. I was felt like I was watching a David Bowie, you know, music video for two and a half hours. And, you know, some some of his music gets really hypnotic and in the middle there it gets really introspective and and he's he's brilliant, man. Right? The guy's an incredible philosopher. You should listen to what he has to say about life in general and and how to live and and he's a poster child for Transcendental meditation, just the way that he talks about surviving. And his music is fantastic. But in the middle there, definitely nodded off for a good 10 minutes and then came back into it in, you know, when aroused with aroused with music that is just, you know, so incredible. So go see it. You'll be entertained. Your brain will grow larger and you'll get a little nap in. So Matilda with my kids knew nothing about this fucking thing. Only that there was a, you know, a crazy principal in the school who's on Broadway, usually played by a dude, and and she's gigantic, and she's and she just like throws the children around in this school, and <laughs> like it's just like oh crazy. I had no idea. Spoilers: Matilda is a fucking telepath. What the hell? In the middle of this movie, I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, I'm enjoying this movie. I like the music. And then all of a sudden, she's moving shit with her mind. She's fucking crushing things. I'm like, yeah, this was daddy's kind of movie. So that was a very uh, enjoyable. The Banshees of Inishrin. I 
was totally fooled, totally fooled by by the by the trailers and the previews for this movie, which made it out to be a comedy. Um, a lot of my friends said, "Yeah, we were thought, thought it was really funny." I thought that there were some lines in it that were funny. I, I thought the the I love the two gentlemen. Their performances are fantastic. Brendan Gleeson, love his accent, Brendan Gleeson. Um, and uh, Colin, of course, is magnificent. Um, I was more like trying to find moments to laugh at because it was just like this portrait of this this guy's um, relationship and, and suddenly it comes to a halt and no one knows why. And, and I guess it's a metaphor for the war that's going on. No one knows why people are fighting against each other. And, and, and I guess that, you know, but that's not funny. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's, they're chopping their fingers off and throwing it at each other and donkeys are choking on the fucking fingers and I'm just like, is this funny? I don't know. This is this is upsetting me. So, you know, make of it what you will. Dope Sick. Everyone should see Dope Sick. Dope Sick is an important series. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Because... You can put that's a it's a spotlight on big pharma and how they operate, and we all have been through the mill with that. So everyone should watch that and uh, insert, you know, the medication of your choice in the situation and make of it what you will. The horse, the fox, the boy, and the mole. I don't know if I got that right. In what order I said it in, or maybe it's the mole and the boy and the fox and the horse, or maybe it's the horse and the boy and the fox and the cat. No, there's no cat. Is there a cat? No. I saw this. It's a lovely little. I guess it was a kids book, and then they made it into a lovely animation. And we watched it. I watched it with my kids over Christmas, and my God, it's the kind of movie where if you're on your deathbed and you haven't, and you haven't given your children or someone special enough wisdom. Like there wasn't enough time and, and you're just too weak to give them all the wisdom you need to give them. Tell them to go see this little animation. This beautiful little animation voiced by great actors. The philosophy, the little tidbits of wisdom that it gives you along the way. It's a really lovely... I mean, it should should win awards if it doesn't. It's won awards in my heart. Stranger Things. I finally fucking caught up on Stranger Things with my daughter. Holy shit. I went to the Stranger Things experience here in the UK. That was fucking cool. Um, and if you do it, uh, you know, it's it's cool. You can, Like they, they include the whole cast and it's really interactive. I love that you should check out the experience. The show is fantastic. I mean, it's like the kind of show that I would have created. You know, it's like Moon Lake is basically Stranger Things with, uh, you know, more of um, uh, Camp Crystal Lake, you know, rated R tilting toward the, uh, you know, crazy slasher movies. This is an homage to Amblin. During the experience, I'm there with my kid, 10 years old. Everybody's cursing. Everybody. The, all the kids are cursing. Holy shit. Holy fuck. Everyone's cursing. I'm like, all right. I guess, uh, I guess. Uh, 
I guess do they curse like that in those? I guess so. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I, it's 2023 and now I'm my uncle. I'm Uncle Benny. Hi, how are you? Stranger Things. Fucking love it. I love it. My my daughter's addicted and I think it's pretty great. Pretty great. It took me it took me a while. I was sitting on the sidelines and then I caught up. I got a lot of catching up to do, man. Totally missed Andor. I, I want to watch that. House of the Dragon. Man. That was pretty great, wasn't it? <laughs> Looking forward to the next season. All right, that's enough. <laughs> my God, there's a lot of content out there. I know I missed a bunch of stuff, but these are on my list to check them out. And that's it. Happy New Year. Much love. And uh, here comes Claire. Yo. Okay, so we got... So Claire, I know you. You have your own, like, podcast. And uh, I was on that. And it has to... It was like your favorite... 10 favorite nerdiest movies or something? Or 10 favorite movies from growing up? Or Yeah. And wait, 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 wait. Okay. Introduce yourself to my <laughs> audience here and, and tell them. Tell them. I'm, Let's start from how where we met. So, uh, yeah. I, I, when we met, I wasn't, I was still doing some presenting stuff. I wasn't doing all of the stuff that I was doing now. So I just met you strictly as a podcaster. Yeah. Like it was, and I was doing PR bits and podcasts, PR for music and stuff. And, um, yeah, it's like a podcast, and that was like kind of like more of like early times, I think. And then since then, started doing podcasting less, okay. and then doing. What was the name of that podcast? That was fun. I had like a really fun time. Was it not like? I'm sure because the... I remember I was like, yeah, we talked about time travel. Oh, we talked about it was about it was this a pod based around your. I'm sure it was just the pod based around your comic. Brooklyn Gladiator, but we ended up having like some more far out conversations. You had like a like a specific. I remember you had like a specific through line with it because we talked about. I guess we just talked about movies that were derivative of or movies that I took from in order to build out the world of Brooklyn Gladiator. Yeah, there was that, and then because it's very uh, Terminator and Blade Runner, and so it's derivative of a lot of stuff. Sure, like. like as soon as I read Brook and Gladiator, when we talked about stuff on the podcast, I'm sure, I think the podcast you were on might have been Real Imagined Futures, which is what happened. That's it. Yeah, that's it. What happened to famous movie characters after their stories? That's end. it. Love it. That's so creative. I've still got ten episodes in the the bag, which are coming out. We're just trying to get them put somewhere proper now. So I've got the co-host and everything, but. Okay, so where can they find you? Like, what's give us the whole lowdown. So, like, those are on like Spotify. Like, some of those old episodes are, including yours, will be on Spotify for sure. And then, like, you know, I mean, I've always wanted to do like when I was younger. When I was really young. I used to get you know you'd make fake radio shows on your yeah me too yeah. yeah. And so I would like I used to be obsessed with the TV show Red Dwarf. Do you know what Red Dwarf? I, I it keeps on coming up. Someone dressed up as a Red Dwarf character. I hear it all the time. I know it. I've seen one episode and I know it as like a a brilliant reference of comedy and sci-fi, and something that I've longed to emulate the the American version of. But I've only seen one episode. It's so great. So me and my brother, we made a radio show based on our cassette tapes based around Red Dwarf. So it was like no. a pod it was like a Red Dwarf podcast before podcasts were podcasts. That's great. And so we used to sit and discuss the episodes. <coughs> Do you still have that? 
no, they're back. They'll be back. Oh, then we might, but they'll be back home. And my brother used to do impressions of the characters, and then I, I would do it. impressions, and then we would take the script of what we saw, but then we would start to talk about what would happen afterwards. Do you do impressions? <laughs> I'm, I'm the world's worst. <laughs> on stream recently on Twitch, because I stream on Twitch, yeah. for a dare, one of the viewers went, can you do an English accent for 30 minutes? Just do the stream. Yeah. Like, like ah, this. Yes. I just sat there like this. and It was really nice, actually. Oh my um, God. It was lovely. Um, we had a lovely time. And we watched some YouTube. Okay, so nice. you know like Peter Sellers? Yeah. He would just switch his accent wherever he was. Oh, just to... Because he would inevitably get the question from press, where are you from? Because you're so many different characters. And he would be like, well, where do you think I'm from? And he's like, well, I thought... And then he would start talking like that. And he was like, you're right, I am from there. You do, yeah, you oh yes, I'm from I'm from Exeter, but I've yes. been living in London for quite a while. Right, exactly. So you kind of you have to, your whole body has to sort of. What if you started doing that every time you did a different voice? <laughs> I could just like, or get I can't. That's the only one I can do though. So it's either English or Scottish. There's nowhere. Else. Okay. Or I could just be really generic American and sound like this, yo. I feel like I have to be more bombastic when I'm American. <laughs> yo, we're sitting in the shed, yo. We're just sitting here chilling. How long can you keep? <laughs> How long can you keep that up? Let's wait and see, yo. <laughs> you want to do it now like this? Come on, bitch. Bro, you won't. Bro, you won't. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you have to embody that. That might be fun, actually. It's just to do, like... Well, I listened to you and Ross do the Impressions podcast yeah. before I came over. and um, I'd only just met Ross in May, and he uh, asked him to do, or he said he did Ewan McGregor, and as soon as he did the Ewan McGregor, his whole body changed. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. His he, eyes his changed. His Ewan is pretty great. Oh, my God, did we tell you? It was born at Comic-Con, okay? We did a thing. We were on a panel together, and someone asked, like, Dan, what, what do you want to do? What kind of, like what next you know and I was like man I'd love to be part of Star Wars or something and they they were like okay cool like what, what would you want to be and I I was just all I'd want to be Toby Toby Wan Kenobi <laughs> his cousin Toby yeah you know old man Toby Kenobi he doesn't do much he just like he just sort of like yeah. he specializes in the rubber on and like wheels fucking, and a thing or whatever. and Ross jumps into his perfect you know McGregor and yeah. he's just all Get off the couch. That's exactly what you're saying. <laughs> you have so much potential, Toby. You know? Yeah. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here with your force. You know? like, And then we're just like, oh my God, that would be a hysterical fucking show. I feel like Toby should be Glaswegian and be like, yeah. fuck off, mate. Yeah. You're fucking force, mate. You fucking ding dong, man. No, it, like, the, like we, we, the poster, it's like the poster is just him <laughs> just being like, just like belligerent and. Toby just being belligerent and just being like, get the force out of here. Kind of like two grumpy old men. Kind of just like, yeah, I'm kind of imagining right? them like back to back with their arms folded. Like a couple. Yeah, exactly. It would be wonderful. And you just have that kind of like a nice, soft Ewan McGregor East Coast accent that you'd have to have. Claire, where, wait, okay, so where are you from? I'm from the West Coast. I'm from Glasgow. You're from Glasgow. But I've been here for 20 years, so I've had to... I usually... Okay, so I usually do like a name thing, and I this was short notice. So what, what's your full name? You want to know my whole the name? The whole name. Claire Pitkin Lim. What? <laughs> I was like preparing my own body for that. I was like, here we go. It's Claire Pitkin Lim. P-E-K, new word, 
Kim, K-I-M, then Lim. So it's like, it means, yeah, it means white gold in Chinese. Okay, so you already know what your name means. Yeah. It's what they burn at funerals. And so when I was born, my dad told my granddad, she was like, bad luck, the child is bad luck. Oh my God. (laughs) For real. So I was like, because it's what they burn at funerals. So yeah, I was like, she's like, oh, bad luck, bad luck. She will be destined to me, but you know, whatever. Have you lived up to that? Well... We're in a shed doing a podcast. It's a nice shed. It's a good shed. I'm not here. Look, look at the green. Look at the green. <laughs> we were joking. I was like, because I was like, what if my personality just totally changed when I turned the podcast on? And I was like, so, Claire, <laughs> tell us. And I was like, we're in the shed, my kid's shed, you know. It's become my man shed. And uh, I was like, so tell me, what do you think of the green? <laughs> <laughs> and then it became this fucking like, like a wood show. Yeah, it, a show yeah, about wood. The woodwork episode. The woodwork episode. That's what we were gonna call it. The woodwork episode. I like whittling. I feel like that could be Toby's side project. He could have a podcast. I just want to sit and whittle. Okay, so you were making fun of my fucking You're, Scottish. My Scottish is okay, okay. This is how I learned my Scottish. All right, let's go. Okay. I learned it from watching Braveheart, and there were some a lot of different accents in there. Okay. Okay, okay. so this is the this is the line. That I practiced okay. all through college. Okay. Now you tell me if I sound genuine. Or okay, not. I'm not even gonna look at you. I'm just gonna listen. Okay, here we go. Okay. Don't even look at me. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Stop looking at me. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the grain. I'm looking at the grain. Okay. Just look at the grain. You're looking at the grain. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yes. Long choice I got one of and I'll bottle the village. <laughs> Wait, I didn't finish. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Long shanks will get one of and he'll burn the village. And you know he will. How was it? Was it horrendous? It was interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You know what? There was... I sound like the guy. <laughs> I mean, you definitely sound like a, a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not anyone who's Scottish. I mean, there's parts of me like, <laughs> yeah. It feels like you're kind of like, you can still like, rawr, 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 like you're yeah, trying to like, something... Yeah. But I get why you sound like that. It's like it sounds very Highlandsy, I guess. All right, let me try. Let me try to do it. All right, okay. All right, I'm, no, it's terrible. <laughs> I just jumped right off an edge. Your face, you immediately fail. You're like, no, no, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm not committed. Uh, if you're doing Glaswegian, it's very guttural. So it's, it's very guttural. Like, how did that sound? See, too much emphasis in the very. You're gonna. Okay, I get it. Very. You're just going to pick apart every single little bit. It's sharper than you think. Very. Very. I'm terrible. Don't go up, go down. Very. Very. Yeah, that's it. So in like in Irish, I feel that the Irish accent goes up a little bit. Yeah. Just bring it down in Glasgow. Turn and turn. We're very depressed. So you've got to be like, we're a very depressed city. You've got to be like, bring it down. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just bring it right down. Glasgow. You're so, but you're so gregarious. Yeah, I know. But when I'm saying when I'm, when I'm in Glasgow, I like, don't look as gregarious. You fall right into it. Glasgow. Glasgow. All right, Glasgow. mate. I'm putting something on top of that. <laughs> I'm putting some um, bits of American cheese on top of that. And then you've got the Edinburgh accent, which is more train spotting. Funny way of saying that. Get the baby off the ceiling. Right. That's like the Edinburgh accent, which is the East Coast. Sorry, What's you McGregor, if you ever listen to this podcast, it's um. All right, there. I'm from. I'm. I'm from Dundee. Like you're from Dundee. Like I'm from Dundee. Like I mean, it's terrible. But like That's it's terrible. Very sing-songy. You know what I mean, eh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know why, like, I had to do this, but, like, in Where would you say I'm from? <laughs> I don't answer it. The shit. <laughs> the, the shit here. I'm from the green. Just going to look at the green for a while again while you did the... I have the worst accent in it's the world. It's hard, though, because your impressions are really, really good. And it's but... hurtful to you that my Scottish is so bad. No, I love it. It's like my American, you know? It's like, I'm from Brooklyn, yo! Like, I think yours is better than my Scottish. All I'm doing is shouting. Yo, yo. Did you say you're shiting? Uh, shouting. Oh, you're shouting and that, possibly that as well. <laughs> <laughs> possibly both at the same time. All right, I'm there. just shitting my pants. I'm just shitting my pants in Brooklyn. <laughs> Never mind me. Okay. So good. Okay, so okay. we should talk about... <laughs> this is an incredible segue. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Okay, for so it. we were going to talk about Prey. Yes. Because you really wanted me to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen a bunch of movies that you haven't seen. The one movie that we did see is Jurassic Park. Yes. So we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, the enormous pile of Tyrannosaurus. Oh, my God. Done that that movie was. Shite. Uh, but, <laughs> but see, that's a good Shite. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, so, what, so Prey, why do people got to go see Prey? I, you know, I'm like a huge Predator fan, like... And it's crazy to hear it's on Disney+, Plus. that's all I was saying. I know Hulu and Disney+, Plus, man, like, I think, because I, I thought it was coming out, and then I went to go see the screening a couple of... Oh, it's of, on Hulu, too. It's on Hulu, yeah. Cool. Um, so I went to go see it. Um, I thought it was a beautiful-looking movie for a start, actually. Um, I like the look of it. An hour and a half, so it's not bloated. Is it a prequel? Well, it exists, yeah, it exists in the 1700s, so I guess. Awesome. And if I say, I've said that time period, if you're really a dork about the films, you'll you'll immediately connect something about the 1700s oh. and Predator. Um, but what? And it's like a Native American girl? Yeah, American. and it was great, honestly, honestly great. Um, I The creature design was more creature-like, so... I love the whole idea because... The totems that he keeps, the totems are like the, the souvenirs, you know. Yeah. It's like scalping. Yeah. So so basically that she's coming from a tribe that does that, basically. Yeah. yeah. There's like this, a similar, it's like that hunter-prey yeah. uh, element. And yeah. it exists throughout all societies and all cultures. And that's the interesting thing, you know. I mean, we got in Predator 1, it was very much like straightforward, already a group of commandos. And then in Predator 2, it was like the urban jungle. You know, and Danny Glover, the sweatiest man to ever be on film. They sweat you up, though. But the thing is, like, I was thinking this, right, as an adult, right? I was watching this film recently. I watch, I think I watch Predator Predator 2 at least three or four times a year. If it's on TV, I'll always watch it. I need more sweat. <laughs> You're like, I was sweatier in the last Sweat thing. me up, bro. Sweat yeah. me up, bro. Those, yeah. And it's like, he's wearing... Thick woolen trousers in LA and right. flannel shirts. And it's a heat wave. And it's a heat wave. I was watching this recently and going, what an idiot. <laughs> like, what? Wear some short sleeves, Danny. Yeah, exactly. Go Bruce Willis on it. Like, just wear a. a... I, can't be, I can't climb up the side of a building in short <laughs> sleeves. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. He's like hanging off things. And he's like, thing, he's got the old man belt on and it's like pulled up above his stomach. It's amazing. It's pretty genius, though. It's pretty. Oh. So he does, he does lethal weapon. Yeah. And then they're just like, you're gonna fucking. Yeah, here we go. You're gonna fucking start this now. It's a great sequel, one of the best sequels. But pray, man, if you can watch it, 
Go watch it. Like Yeah, and Gary Busey is insane in that movie. He's at the height of his insanity and I thought and it was like, pre insanity. Is that the height of his insanity? Well no, no no no. You can't tell. He's like mad genius. Okay, that's the beauty of it. Okay. 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 And you can and in this movie I feel you start to see the cracks. Okay. Because he's improvising with saying some weird, crazy shit. Okay. And this story is about him on that set being a lunatic. Where he's like, no, nah, man, I'm going to say it like this. I don't have a good, I don't have a good Busey impression. But Marquand does. And there's a scene particularly where he talks about when they're going to cryogenically freeze mm. the predator yep. in that room. And he wanted to say it like a really specific way. And it was not exactly how. The director wanted him. So he just went He was like, well, actually, I'm going to say it like this. <laughs> and, and that's what's in the movie. I feel you can tell maybe when he's going slightly unhinged with something, but I think maybe the right or left eye starts to move slightly to out, out the way. And his eyes move further apart from you or something happens. Like, his eyes go a bit... I don't know, kind of he glasses, sort of glazes over a little bit. And then you can tell there's, like, something. So I showed you, I showed you the... Uh, the trailer for Moonlight. Yes. I haven't even asked you about it. Did I asked you about it yet? No, no. 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 We just watched it right before this. And actually, I, I thought that because Ross Marquand is one of the voices in it. And he's doing a Busey impression as the cop that you're following through the trailer mm. who's chasing the speeder. And uh, it's specifically... Like Busey from Fear and Loathing, you know, you know yeah. that part. Yeah. Like, he's like, pull over. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, so he says something crazy, like, you want to ever kiss a man? Johnny's just like, what, what, what are you talking about, man? And he's like, is that it? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He's like, you know, you have a pretty face. <laughs> it's, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> it's that guy, and it's yeah, or it's an homage to that guy. So, what do you think of the trailer? I thought it was it was great. It's, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, you never know. I just was like, okay. Like presenting you a whole fucking Because I know what you like and you're into and stuff from your comics and things like that. But the first impression I got of it was like, I like it's got quite a sort of Gen X-y rock and roll sort of feel to it. Cool. Uh, alternative sort of vibe, which I quite like. And that's the feeling that I got from just seeing the trailer and... I just I like the energy and the speed of it as well. It did remind me of of something that would be akin to being on like an adult swim or whatever, but it had a good. It just felt like yeah, punch you in the face, Gen X A alternative, rock and roll kind of vibe, which nice. I absolutely loved. So yeah, I thought it was great. Are you excited though when you show people? I am excited. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to hear what fucking people say. We showed it at San Diego. How was that? The at the heavy metal panel and I like ran out into the audience because I, I hadn't seen it on a big screen like that. I only saw it on my laptop. Of course, yeah. And I was watching it and I was like, this fucking was fun and the audience was laughing in all the right parts and really excited. I'm excited to start selling it. We haven't sold it yet, but I think it'll uh, I think it'll do well. We got a great team. And I mean, would you watch something like that? 100%. Really? Yeah, I used to watch things like Metalocalypse. Yeah, there you go. Things like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, right up your alley. Yeah, hundred percent right up my alley. So, yeah. and that's sort of Moonlake is my like Twilight Zone homage, Tales from the Crypt. You know, Heavy Metal the movie, like all these are influences, and everything takes place at Moonlake. All these stories that 
go back to like prehistoric times until now. It's like an anti-anthology where you it starts off and you hear like see like an origin story of one of the characters that are from Moon Lake. Yeah. You know, some one of the creatures and uh, the Sasquatch, and then the next story is a totally other story. Except wait a minute, you know the the Sasquatch walks in the in the background of that one, you know, and it's and then you start to see how they're all kind of woven together, oh. so that by the end of the let's say the finale is. All these characters have teamed up against this threat, which is, you know, the gray aliens on the moon. And, uh, so, yeah. I'm so, honestly, I can't see how something like that. I mean, it's, it's easier said than done because I've been through that pitching process of pitching ideas and things and stuff, but it's so difficult to get people. Yeah. That's why I was like, I ha- okay how do you fucking explain this? I was like, okay, I'll make a graphic novel that basically lays it out. And obviously that wasn't enough. People couldn't imagine it. Yeah. It's it, if you look at the volume two, it's basically what this, how I thought at that time, a season a season of Moon Lake would play out in yeah. the book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I thought I'll just hand that to somebody and they'll just get it. No. No. So then years pass. I team up with Heavy Metal. T- team up with Bardell. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know. Planets align for a reason. You know, moons align for a reason. Mm. And so now hopefully we have this beautiful deck. I'll show you that later. That's like the pitch deck and explains all the characters and everything. <clears throat> and and that beautiful trailer I just showed you, which is basically what I was... Like, like you know how the Simpsons intro, yeah. you run through the town... Yeah. With different characters. So it shows you that the flavor and the vibes within you've got like, like a roller coaster ride and then introduces all the characters. That's what I showed you was my version of that for Moon Lake. I feel that's what people want when they're seeing something that they don't know. They don't want to I'm sure I mean it depends, but like I've always been told, yeah, to get the pitch deck together to make it look to the point, beautiful, whatever, on right. brand, and then whatever your trailer is, short, snappy, like gets to the point. Because I would write whole essays about things that are in your head, you know, because when you're creative, it's also it's a nervous thing. I don't know if you find this with creativity, but I also do it with music because I make music. So when I was writing my EP and I was talking to people about it, I was over talking about I was like, so this this song, so just to explain, this is why I did this chord. And this is, you know, and nobody cares about that. They're just going, yeah, just show me. Let me hear it. Show me the, the pitch deck. Let me hear the music. But in my head, I'm like, I've got to explain to you what I mean. <laughs> like, a, like a wanker. Like a, let me explain my process. <laughs> you know, like, I overthink it. But sometimes just doing that, like what you showed me, I get a vibe. Yeah, I'm yeah. hoping that I just show them the trailer, show them the deck. And they feel it. And I have a conversation like this, like I'm having with you. Yeah. To give them the vibe. And that's it. That's they all can't, you need. If they can't figure it out by then. <sighs> Surely. But like, what else know. do they need from you? I know. Your blood. Jesus Christ. It's just... <laughs> you do feel like that sometimes. Like, you do. You don't understand. You just sit back and you're just like, and now jump through fiery, <laughs> fiery hoops. It's like in Coming to America, they go like, stand on one foot. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a dog. Exactly. It's like, you feel like, what do, yeah, what else do I have to do? But, and again, it's... I don't know if you find this, but I've got so many friends who do the, this kind of stuff, and it's we all get each other and we get it. But when I kind of 
have taken things outside or my friends have taken things outside that to get work to pitch whatever you start to realize that you're in your bubble world of the same mentality of vibes and people and actually you really do have to do a lot more work to convince folk about demographic and all these things that you don't think matter in your head right kind of thing and that's you know demographics. like i know i know algorithms <laughs> demographics and yeah. i i teach that at college part-time marketing and it's so yeah, what is the demographic for this <sighs> It's like the algorithms on TikTok and But it's like what it's like what you said. It's like it's like the people who grew up on Adult Swim basically. Yeah, exactly. You just gotta find your people yeah. kind of thing. I mean that's a good niche. Yeah. That's that's your demographic. That's the one. So when you're sitting in the meeting, right? Okay, okay, I'm the I'm the I'm the person. I'm Ms. Commissioner or whatever. Okay. Right, uh, we just I don't know why I'm this, I don't know why I chose this accent, but hi Dan, lovely to meet you, Dan. So It's um, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, Dana. Thanks for coming all the way over to um, uh, Pennsylvania. Well, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I took the flight here. It was quite exuberant. You sound a little drunk. Do you want some water? No, what? I found that racist. <laughs> With the water or the accent? Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say well done. Oh, what kind of water did you have? <laughs> I only got tap. We got tap. We don't have a lot of budget here for what is it? What what is it you guys drink drink in England? Like some kind of no, sparkling. I'm totally offended. Oh sh oh shit! I'm sorry, but we 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 really wanted to buy your your show, but we're gonna have to part ways, I guess. So that's just my humor. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's exactly how you should go into. I am done. Kill, it's cool. He just knocked his head on the way in here again. Yeah. I am done. I'm, he I... did the whole thing with a Scottish, weird Scottish accent. It wasn't even Scottish. <laughs> like, and stepbrothers, when they go into those interviews and they're wearing tuxedos and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I'd love to do that one day and just... No, that's so funny because I, I always think about that story about Will Farrell, what he did in an interview. What did he do? When he was at the height of his like career where I was like, oh, Will Farrell, Will Farrell. Yeah, yeah. He would go, he was like taking interviews all the time and he started to get bored with it. Right. So he would show up with larger and larger and larger hats. Yeah. So that, by, so if he was on like a fourth or fifth meeting with you, it fuck. His hat was enormous. And he like had, couldn't get into the room. Right? I would be like super impressed by that though. Yeah. That would be like. Incredible. If you yeah. came in, if genuinely, if you had, hello, I am back. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go with this. Let's see how long you can do it for. Like, let's test you. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Glasgow. I would just ask you they a bunch just, of Scottish questions to that's great. try and trip you up. That's that's your impression of my impression. That's how, like, <laughs> yeah. fucking Mickey Mouse. It's like the inception of a, hello, I'm done. <laughs> you sound like you're from Sweden or something. <laughs> my name's Jürgen, Jürgen, Jürgen. Exactly. <laughs> hello. That's like we don't mean to offend anyone. Sorry, sorry. But actually, fuck it. Please don't cancel us, whoever has that strange accent. No, <laughs> no one in that world has that bloody accent. They love me. No. They love you too. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thanks. <laughs> I've never been good at accents. I used to be obsessed with um, you know, the X Men cartoon in the nineties, and I used X Men to... cartoon. Uh, yeah, I loved yeah. the X Men cartoon, and I read. <laughs> Do, 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 do. Starts off and then that. Do, 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 do. 
You're kind of wearing Jubilee colors. Oh, I am. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm wearing a yellow top and the shorts. Yeah. Oh, and I've got, like, the... Yeah. I got, I got... Oh, my God. It's Did like, you do that unconsciously? I, I, well, this is how I dress. I dress That's like a 10-year-old, so Dan. You have to... You, you do that with me. <laughs> so, for those who can't see, obviously, because I'm wearing uh, tube socks. What are tube socks? T- tube socks. Oh, tube socks. Sorry, tube Tube so, socks, you know. So, for those who can't see, I'm wearing tube socks, bitches. Tube socks. And the 80s, uh, 80s Reeboks. Stop it. Yeah, These are like, genuine 80s Reeboks? Yeah, they're 80s Reeboks. Wow. Yeah. How did you, how did you, what did you, got it, what did you go back in time? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Like, man, that's just my answer. No wonder you're obsessed with the future. <laughs> you God damn it. <laughs> you're from the 80s. I'm from the 80s, yes, that's me. They call me Martin. McFlu. <laughs> Marty McFlu. Wow. Yes, I, this is my dress. Come on, you're totally right with the Jeep Jubilee thing, man. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the, um, I was obsessed with and the... the watch, too. Yeah, it looks kind of... Yeah, that's what they communicated, right? Guys, Dad's looking at me funny now. <laughs> He's looking at me funny. You have superpowers. <laughs> He's like, he's sort of leaning back ever so slightly and his eyes are getting wider. You're, you're from... I have something to tell you. Snick, snick. <laughs> Shit. Oh my God. <laughs> Please. Ed. I'm Wolverine. That's my, that's my Canadian accent. My name's Wolverine. I'm Wolverine. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Canadians and Scots. In fact, I apologize to the entire human race. <laughs> Why is it so hard to believe, Bob? It's <laughs> doing Bob in a really like nice Scottish accent would sound different. So if you were like, why would you do it? Okay, so I'm from the East Coast. Oh, I'm from the East Coast, eh? I'm from Dundee. All right there, Bob. <laughs> All right there, Bob. All right there, Bob. Get the baby off the ceiling. Get it off the ceiling, Bob. That's hysterical. We <laughs> oh, got so many weird accents in the UK. But the Cajun accent, that Gambit one, oh man. Like when oh, I, I never heard that. What happened with Gambit? In the 90s cartoon, the, oh, right. okay. the voice that, actor right. that plays but Gambit. It was Australian. It wasn't even, was he Australian? Yeah, he wasn't even he was supposed to be New Orleans. Right? No, wait, Am yeah, I wrong? He's Cajun. That? Right, he's Cajun. So he, was, and, he has that kind and, of. Uh-huh. Oh, Sherry. Small <laughs> oh, Sherry. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. But he is okay. from he's from the uh, from Orleans, you know that's what he's that right? Yeah, so yeah, he he's got co- that kind of weird twi- twinge. And they had him speaking like, "Crikey, I'm not from Australia," because Australia was like a big. You remember that they switched it? No, no, wait, did they do that? No, 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 they did that to Wolverine. Wolverine no. was from Australia. Oh, is this on YouTube? I think I'm sure that I've seen something. They, they said he was from Australia. They gave him an Australian accent. Amazing. I think they gave everyone Australian accents. They were like, "We love Australia." <laughs> Oh my god, no way. Yeah, no, I remember that distinctly going like, why is Canadian? I've interviewed the makers of that carton several times and they are the sweetest human beings in the world. They're Ask them who made the choice. I'm going to ask them. Someone in some boardroom. Nah, Canada isn't vibing with the kids. Yeah, exactly, Canadian. Like, it's like an Australian. It's <laughs> <laughs> Where are Wolverines from? Exactly. Exactly. Oh my god. Jeez. Oh, I love that cartoon, man. What's your favorite? You know what? <sighs> that cartoon. I loved. That. Yeah. The Thundercats is my ultimate. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I kind of dress like April. I mean, there's a kind of April thing going on as well, right? <laughs> there is too. He looked at me funny again, you guys. <laughs> like, now he can't look at me in the eyes. Now he's not even looking at me. This is wild. <laughs> look, the the only the only thing is, I mean, it's not a coincidence. I just dress like a ten year old from the eighties. You do know that. Like, you've seen me at comic cons. You've seen me. Because I never noticed. I dress. It's always been in like event situations. But I do genuinely dress like. Oh, that's not true. I do. Let's go out like this. <laughs> I went. I, I went to like a BAFTA Awards drinks mixer, dressed like this, but with a different shirt on. It's like all right. Fuck it. Hi guys. <laughs> like, and it was fine. I had my chicken bag. It was great. So yeah, why not have fun? Yeah. I like having fun with clothes. Yeah, it's um yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, dress how you want. Like the older I've got, so when I was younger I used to be more conservative. With, really? Yeah, with like I used to wear more black and I didn't like my body and all these things. And then as I've got older um, like, fuck it. Yeah, because I kind of want to get to that. I want to become a really eccentric eighty-year-old, yeah, like a like properly mad, you know, like just not just wearing some beads, all the beads, like you know, or every bead, every bead, and bangles up my arms, and I'll still be wearing leg warmers, kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna know you're coming. Kind of like a, a, a cross between Dorothy and Blanche, but on acid. Kind of like that. Like Golden Girls on acid. What do you think you saw where you were just like, yeah, I want light warmers? <sighs> it was, was it like a Punky Brewster or something? No, it was a Luther Vandross video. Because all my music, all my references will likely be music because I love music. So yeah, it yeah. was uh, a Luther Vandross video yeah. um, and there was like people walking down the street. It must be New York or something. Yes. That, I can't remember what the song is. It's in my head. And they've got like Walkmans. And they've got, they look like this basically, and they're all like, and some of them have got like skateboards and rollerblades, the roller skates. I used to have roller skates when I was a kid. They're dancing around. And I just saw that when I was younger, and I thought it was like a really American happy image. That was really American to me and colourful, because where I was from, it was dark, and we didn't dress like that, or didn't look like that. I'm sure not, it's not like all Americans did, but then I would watch things like Saved by the Bell, in the nineties, mm. and I thought that all American high schools had red lockers. And recently, my American friend was like, "No, ours were blue." <laughs> right, right. That blew my mind. Are you crazy? I was like, "No, man, not a little tear forms in my eyes. Start crying. No, my childhood ruined." What was your favorite Mutant Ninja Turtle? Donatello. Really smart, big stick. Solves the problems. <laughs> that was a euphemism, by the way. Gotcha. Smart with big stick. That's not my in my Tinder profile. Smart with big stick. <laughs> Smart. What was that last part? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, who is yours? Raphael. Oh, I never meet any Raphael fans. Are you kidding? Yeah. Raphael was like, uh, for me, Why? Okay, was the well. gateway into every single rooftop t- Batman rooftop monologuing. Uh. Motherfucker. Okay, all right. Batman, Wolverine, sure. Daredevil, all of them, all the vigilante guys. So you like the vigilante Rudy people? You're into. And the ones that were particularly in New York, because that's where I grew up. Of course. I mean, they all Spider Man, you know. Of course. Okay. Rooftop. 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 Yeah, rooftop. Rooftop. Yeah, Punisher. Yeah, the Punisher. That's like a really good band name, though. The Rooftop, rooftop Rooters. Rooters. But. 
they, they play really happy music. They're like a barbershop quartet. <laughs> <laughs> but they're cosplaying as well. Like Holy that. shit. The what? rooftop brooders. The rooftop brooders that are a barbershop quartet. Somewhere out there. There's like a family guy segue. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of barbershop guys going, what is our name? <laughs> you know, totally. They're listening to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Guys. That's it, guys. <laughs> Listen to this. Thousands of records later. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're like, what the fuck? Oh my God, that's the moment. I would moment. love that to happen. That's like the, uh, oh, I'd love that. Oh, shit. I feel like we need to animate the podcast. Yeah, I've been trying to do that. This podcast? Yeah. yeah every podcast. But I've been, I I do have a little, I'll show you some later. I animated a little bit with Ross Marquand. Yeah. We did a bunch of impressions. I animated and I animated a little bit with Zoe Kravitz, which was hysterical going to the airport. Okay. I'll show you them. It's it's more like a, like a blueprint. But I would love to animate the show. I like. It's, you- it's fun, right? Like you can imagine these stories and. Hundred percent. Because when I was doing my um, Real Imagine Futures podcast, that you could absolutely animate. When when you go into oh, totally, yeah. the weird world of okay, <laughs> yeah. what did Doc do Dystopian next? Dystopian futures. After, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like what's happening after that? Like you could go okay, Doc Doc leaves Marty. He goes in the train and zooms off somewhere. What we did an episode with someone where we talked about the two sons on the train. And what happened to them? And they grew up and they became time traveling brothers that hated each other, kind of like the game, the PC game. Wait, which, wait, what movie sequel was this? Uh, Back to the Future Back Four. Future this 4. would be. And so those boys Love grew it. up and they hated each other. And they became. His boys grew up. They hated each other. Wow. One wanted to really use time travel for good. It. Oh, I love it. One for evil. Wait, what? Yeah, that's what we came out with. One became like good. One became. You evil. should pitch this well. They're still alive. Um, yeah, 100%. Well, everyone's still alive. They made three. Have you seen that little boy? Liam Thompson. The... Fucking his... Uh, Chris McGlover is still alive. He's still there. And fucking uh, still around. And, uh, and and Lloyd, of course. Yes. And Michael. <sighs> and even fucking... What's his name? Uh, it's just the... That's the... McFly. Yeah, yeah. McFly. That was, was like a... Remember I news? <laughs> Kermit the Frog, an enormous Kermit the Frog. Remember him in that movie where he walked out of nowhere, McFly, and he's like, "Where? I thought you guys had flies here." I want to see that motherfucker. Can you imagine? He's like, just he's cleaning a little green car, just like just polishing it. Whoa! Tell me, you got a giant frog, nineteen fifty. Is that Christopher Walken? Wait, does he disappear out of nowhere? Yeah, that was my, I guess, horrendous. Jay Fox. Oh, right. I thought that was Chris good. is down here. <laughs> this is my Chris. I've, you're like looking at me like I have eight fucking heads. <laughs> yeah. My Chris is my best one. I feel like you, that should be Biff. We should cast that's Chris Biff? for walking as Biff. Biff. Yeah. McFly. How would you? Like, hey, McFly. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> he just shames and goes, you're oh, fucking with the future. <laughs> I always thought he'd be really good as Doc. You think? I woke. I was standing on a toilet. I was hanging a picture. I was wasted, and I slept, and I hit my head. <laughs> and I saw this shit on the wall. <laughs> the flux capacitor. Or go wild style. Lean into the weird. Cast him as Marty McFly. Just a really Who? old, old Christopher Walken as Marty McFly. Whoa! Whoa, Doc! <laughs> Just with the like the little red. Imagine with the red 
the red top on and like the shirt and the jeans. With I the can't sh- help it if I had another resurgence and that, I mean everything again. <sighs> oh my god! Can you imagine? He's got to be old. He's got to be this age though. Why? That'd be so funny. How come eighty eight? Oh my god! I know it's two infinities, but they're upside down. <laughs> Are those terrorists? <laughs> I can't even. I can't even go. Oh, wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> I can't even... Hello, Libyans. I saw the Broadway show. <laughs> is it good? That might be they eliminated the Libyans. Oh, who have they got as the Because <laughs> that, might, that might upset people. No, this is even worse. Oh, the no. guy that they did, excellent. The okay. show was fine and, I, you know, whatever. It's coming to Broadway. I think it's coming to Broadway. And, yeah, people will dig it. They love the movie. Okay. There was some really interesting shit. But the way that... Spoilers. The way that Doc Brown dies in this is that... He wasn't. Ah, Mahalia. This is literally a scene out of it. Okay. He's just all, ah, Mahalia. And he starts glowing green. He's no. like, I forgot to put on my gloves. I forgot to put on. And he's like, and he's like wow, Doc. You, you were handling. He makes sure the audience knows. You were handling the Utonium. And- Right? He's got <laughs> plutonium or whatever. He had the plutonium. What does he have in that movie? It's plutonium. plutonium. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, Doc. Tell me. You have the plutonium with no gloves on. Ah, I'm going to die. And that, and he's, like, <laughs> he's like shriveling up and glowing in the dark in the show. And I'm sitting there laughing like you are. And like I can feel the actors like seeing me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Where are the Libyans? <laughs> Like, uh, I'm just laughing because of the absence of the Libyans, you guys. That's all. That's all. I want to go. Oh, I want to go. They squeezed in. Oh my god. There's, Did they squeeze they in three make, movies? They tr- they, oh no, no, no! But they squeezed in. Okay. Moments like that, like I don't know. They like they cut stuff out and they squeeze. They had to squeeze it. And there was a there was a song that Lloyd sings. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Where it's like, it's supposed to evoke tears, but I was just pissing my pants laughing. Oh, oh no. Where he's just like, it's like, because we know he's going to die in the future and, and whatever. And, and Marty's like, okay, Doc. He's like, he's about to give him the note. And he's just like, he's like, you can't get me alone out of any circumstances. <laughs> and then he like leaves. And then like he reads the note. And then he sings a song where he's just all looking at all of like Einstein and Tesla and like all these different like like you know Edison and all these different amazing scientists and he's just like getting all like melancholy and speaking, oh, I'm gonna do it for time and like some people are just like yeah. and no, I'm just like I'm pissing no. my pants laughing and like the guy's singing like that oh my god I was like it was like brilliant. I I was I was laughing my ass off. So it was like kind of like gargling water. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I need to go see this. The now. actor was great. He was a great did great performance. But I could not help it. I really need to see this. Nice. I think you would. I think you would. I think you would it. shit your pants. Okay. So 
Let's talk about Jurassic Park for a second. <laughs> oh, yes. I forgot about it for a moment, which was the best moment of my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Because we didn't see anything. So, we hadn't seen anything. For context, listeners. For context, listeners. Right. I. So yesterday, Dan goes, hey, come over to the podcast. What have you seen? I was like, pray. Not seen that. Okay. I'll watch Jurassic World because you said, hey, have you seen that? And yeah, I was, I was like, because like, cool. I, I saw, okay, I saw a bunch of stuff I think people should see. Okay. And some stuff I think people should miss. So I saw Lightyear. I was like, okay, that, I don't, I have issues with that. Okay. I, I wouldn't see that actually, but if you want to, go ahead. <clears throat> Maverick, I would see that in 40X, but I have issues with that too. We can talk about that if you want. Elvis, go see that. The kids' performance is great. And Dope Sick, I was watching. That was the only series I watched that I loved. I love Keaton. I love everything about that, and I and I, and I think people should see that because it can be a, the message can be applied to a lot of things uh, that are involved in the pharmaceutical companies. Oh. That's all I'm going to say. So I chose the worst one in the list. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, because because you love that franchise, and this one this one kind of shit the bed. It's so well, well you say love that franchise by French if you buy it by the first movie you mean franchise. I, I, I went to go see it. I hate. I saw it in the 40X. Did you? Jurassic. So I is that the it. one where they like you know throw water in your face? Yeah I turned and... the water off. That's the one thing they're like some people don't like that. And so <laughs> shit. I, I, there's a button that says no water. Right okay. So you, you can get like a little mist from somebody else. So you get like the T-Rex right. farts and stuff like that. Yeah you, you... can smell the T-Rex farts <laughs> that's the best part. The best part. You get a little bit of, you know. They're deep, bit very deep, very meaty. Wind. <laughs> the wind, the fall. Wind, actually, my my favorite is like, sometimes it just it just hits it the right way. And I'll tell you when. When you're like, it's out, it's like an outdoor shot and it like, the screen encompasses your vision. So you feel like, whoa, I'm like in this. And it's like, let's say someone's riding a horse or something. And then you get hit with that breeze. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, oh, fuck, I am on a horse right now with this guy. Like, ah. in the fucking, uh, in this movie, you feel it. Uh, and moments like that really are amazing. There's moments where, during all the Star Wars films, I saw them all in 40X. Any ones that I can, because I was just a sucker for what it was like. Because you feel like you're in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. You feel the, oh, you feel the turning yeah. and the G-forces. You're just like, okay, but you can't beat that. Okay. You know? Okay, all right, okay. So I um, had a really bad experience with the 4DX thing, and it was did like you? Guardians of the Galaxy 2. What happened? But also I didn't know. Was okay. it also 3D? Uh, no, no, it was okay. just 4, okay. 4D. Whatever. What happened? So I... Bought the tickets for everyone, not knowing what the, the 48 thing was. I was just like, is it? Yeah, like, you gotta be prepared. Like a mom, I was like, oh, it sounds like it's a bigger screen. You know, that's what, oh, that sounds lovely. It yeah, must be yeah. comfier. Oh my you God, know? that's hilarious. I, thought, I turned into my mom, I was like, everyone get your popcorn. It's like, make sure you go to the bathroom before the film starts. You know, it's like yeah, that, yeah. which is very sensible advice. But we went in and I went, oh. right, okay, nothing, nothing, whatever. And then, the first scene happened and there was like a fight scene and, and the, the seat started rumbling. I went, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I was like, I'd left, it's like, it's the first time I'd left my house, you yeah. know, and I was like, oh. Yeah, you get it ready. Oh, and the water was, oh. Yeah. And like people around me were ready. going, oh my God, like it's London as yeah. well. I, I was like, like, it was like a country bumpkin in this yeah, cinema. Yeah, right. oh, 
there's a wind, there's a wind here, there's wind, there's wind and there's, there's rain. <laughs> like, oh my God. And I just, I didn't like it because I just kept feeling like during the movie, sick. I kept feeling sick oh. and that my hair was wet and that, that annoyed me and, this, and I just wasn't prepared for it. Yeah, if you're not prepared, so. it can be a nightmare because I've seen some crazy shit. Like, look, I, I love 40X. It's a Dan Folder 40 Experience podcast. Yeah. They're my sponsor. They gave me tickets. I love them. <laughs> You, if if it's for you and you, but I, but you know, there's certain things I don't like. I don't like the water. I have to. I wear a hat and like a hood because sometimes I don't want the the wisps of wind from the chair hitting my ears. You know, every time there's a bullet shot. So it's like sometimes there's a lot of bullet shots and you're just like wisp, 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 wisp. But I'm gonna say this to you, Dan. What? If you love the 4DX thing. You should take that hood off and put the water on. You need to have all. You need to take all of it. Who said that? I'm not doing that. I'm you can't saying force that. Me to do that is an you're option not, to turn it off. Why would I want to do you're that? You're not a real 4DX fan. No, no, no. You're not a real 4DX fan. You're not a purist. I'm gonna edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've had some amazing experiences. And I've had some like, whoa, that was crazy. But you know, I think, um, I think that they're my sponsor because I'm honest about it. I eh? think, and because I. You know, it isn't for everybody. It's like, it's like they make a roller coaster ride out of your movie. For example, Top Gun. Yeah. Was one was. Okay. If you like 40x, that's Perfect. one of the greatest experiences you'll ever have. If you don't, I'm imagine. If you don't, you're like. Ah! I've seen people so like it, like I've seen people walk in. They left. They were like, oh, the movie hasn't started yet. I'm just going to go get my enormous tub of popcorn. And like, so they put their popcorn down and they put their drink down. They're like, oh, I got to go pee. And then they leave and then they come back and they're doing a preview. And everyone's seats are like, there's fucking popcorns everywhere. There's drinks everywhere. They're like, fuck me. And then they try to like jump on and they're like fall on their asses. There, There was a girl. There was a girl. Um, I took because I like take a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was one of the first times I did that. I took a shitload of people. Uh-huh. Took like a couple rows up, and <laughs> I'm not gonna say her name. Uh, she walks up, and she's wearing like this big furry coat. Okay. And it's winter, and she's got these like big heels on, and she has like a big tray of uh, nachos. <laughs> oh no. And she's walking up and she's in the middle of the set. She's like, oh my God. And then all of a sudden, the, the seats start moving. And it's like she <laughs> trips. And this very elegant lady oh, no. is now falling. <laughs> and it's the dark. And I go to grab her like this. And her head lands on my hand. And I feel the wetness and the warmth. And I'm like, oh my God, her head's bleeding. Oh, no. Right? Okay. No, no, no. So okay. and it's dark as shit. And I pull her up and I'm like, what's up? And I look at her and she's just like, it, it, oh, it's just nacho cheese. Oh, no. All over the side of her head. She's like, hi. <laughs> and I look at my head it's just dripping with nacho cheese. I'm like, oh, my God. First, for one second, it was nom. And then it became nacho cheese time. Oh, my God. No, I, you know what, though, Dan? I want to go back to do the 4DX thing. Because I've got... Give it a chance. I want to. If like, you're prepared. Yeah. They'll come do it with me. I'm going to go... I, I bring people all the time. They give me passes. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. So we'll Nope's go. coming out. Nope's coming out and the Jordan It's out already. Is it out I don't now? know if it's in 40X. I saw... I'll tell you what's in 40X. Okay. okay. And then if you want to go see it, we'll go see it. Let's do it. Beautiful. All right, cool. That was like let's a commercial it. for 40X. <laughs> <laughs> he looked so wholesome for a minute. There you go. I really won her over. His... <laughs> 
<laughs> his <laughs> eyes sort of brightened up. You had like sort of manga eyes as you were yeah. doing it. Yeah, well, thank you. Ding. <laughs> you ding. <laughs> I was like, oh. A little tear, a little animated tear little came tear. down. Please do it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I want to because I feel like if I'm prepared... Because, like, the thing that I loved when I went to uh, Florida... We got to talk about Jurassic Park at some point. Oh, we got to, yeah. I mean, I... But, I mean, we're avoiding the fuck out of it. We're avoiding Like, this poor brontosaurus on the wall is looking at you like, please... Green. Please talk about it. Brontosaurus green. That's real brontosaurus green. Yeah. I love what I loved about Disneyland. Was it Disneyland or Disney World in Florida? When I was in the 90s as a kid. I don't know. Uh, it was like one of the, I can't remember, Disney World, Disneyland. And oh, oh, it's Disney uh, World in Florida. We went to this theatre and it was like Looney Tunes stuff. And it was 3D as well. And Tweety Bird came out like Whoa, this. And yeah. like sprayed your face with water. Yeah. And I loved it so much. Because I was like 10. You know, and I'd never coming from Glasgow, you know, and this is the first big trip our parents took us on. Right. They saved real hard for it, you know. And, and we went, and I couldn't believe it. We went, right. on, like, on all of these amazing things. They had this new Terminator experience, like, a few years that later. That was, like, a 40X kind of thing? It was, like, you walk through, like, a police. Because I fell in love with the Back to the Future one and a Star Wars <gasps> one in, at Universal, <sighs> which yeah. is now something else, you know. But Back to the Future one had a... A dinosaur that jumped at you. Yes. I'm sorry, I cut you off. What, what, what were we saying? No, no, it was just the Terminator thing. It was just like you walk through the police department and it's just a giant Terminator. That was the ride. You just go, oh, there he is. <laughs> you That's walk it. And he's just, do, 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 do. And then that was it. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. But the Back to the Future ride, it's, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah, boring. because you felt like you were in the car. But there was like a lot of other cars around you. <laughs> You're like, floating in front of a screen but that was like the birth of that 40x thing oh i love it i loved that i loved all that stuff i think that's when i like the star wars one star wars one was good was, a, was like you're in like um some kind of uh, you know, like you a get whole... jettisoned with c-3po and some kind of yeah boxy thing it was so it was like you're inside like a literally like a rectangle but they were saying it was like a, a jettisoned spaceship and we had to get the fuck away from the empire, which and I was like, "Holy fuck, we are in this thing." The way this, I mean, I, I just, I just bought into it. Do obviously. you like uh, like rides in general, or like just theme park rides? I like this kind of thing where it jostles you around, but yeah. you don't, you're not fucking millions of feet above the ground. You're not getting thrown into the air. Yeah, yeah. No one's head is gonna get lopped off by accident. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. But like when that. I was a kid, I, I was like, "Yeah, let me get my fill of this shit." But there was even as even like when I was in my like teens at the height of my love of roller coasters whatever. I can maybe just I can maybe ride something tops twice and on the third time I was just like wow, this is a mistake I gotta chill <laughs> it's too many fucking g-forces no I can't I think uh, I've always been quite not timid like I'd say that I'm quite I was, I was quite a brave child insofar as I always wanted to leave home I always wanted to get right out of Scotland I always wanted to like go far away and do do as much as possible so in that and I was never scared of speaking to people, trying food, you know, all of that kind of stuff I'm fine with. But when it comes to your own mortality, I feel like, you know, you're putting yourself in a death machine. And I just... Yeah. And I, it's something that I can't get over. I'm so timid and I overanalyze and overthink things like that. But when it's anything else, if you stick me in a foreign country and I just can't speak the language, I will get around, you know. But with that, I'm like, oh, oh my God, 
Like, maybe I have more chance being stabbed in an alleyway in some weird country. You know, I don't know. And I'm going, hello. Hello, my name is Dan. <laughs> was, there a, was there a Jurassic Park ride? Yeah. We went on was it. Was that the flume drop? Yes. My mom was chewing chewing gum at the time when she dropped, right? Yeah. And then when she came out, she went, oh, where's my chewing gum? And it was on my dad's forehead. <laughs> was that like a gravity thing? <laughs> he was behind her. She was going, ah! And then she was screaming. That's have... fucking funny. I was like, I just sort of pointed. Oh, my God. I think when I did it, because it was a couple things, because it was also Indiana Jones. Yes. Right? Yeah, they yeah. switched it a couple times. Okay, so we're on <laughs> the Jurassic Park ride. That's right. Which could have been Indiana Jones at the time, and which makes more sense for me doing it over and over and over again. And there's a picture that they take on the log drop, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Of course, the and you can buy job. the picture effort. Yeah. And we do it so many times in a row. We don't give a fuck about the picture, right? Mm-hmm. But this one time we did it a bunch, and we're like, "Let's do it one more time," and just all pose for the picture. And it was great. People posed like crazy, and. And like an idiot, I had, um, I smoked cigarettes at the time mm-hmm. and I pulled out a cigarette like I was lighting it on the way down and my hair is flying back and I'm like lighting a cigarette going down the fucking waterfall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I thought that'd be funny. Like there were people that were kissing and people that were just like, just acting like it was totally normal and like, glasses going, flying oh. up and I'm lighting this suit. So anyway, so I thought that, and, and, and Suddenly we're all interested. We're like, everyone wants the picture. We let someone we're gonna buy the picture. And then the guy was like, Why do they want the picture? And the guy saw it and he was like, You can't have this fucking picture. Wow. But one of the someone yeah, it's uh I think somehow someone has it somehow. I don't know how the fuck. Oh, you happened. need to try and trace the picture. You need to try and get that back. Yeah, I think my friend Sarah has it. But the guy was like we can't have you. You can't do that. You can't be smoking on the ride. Oh well, uh, the smoking and not the. And I was like, I didn't light it. I just looked like I was lighting it. Oh my god, I love like I love those days where you can go like it was mostly with friends. I used to enjoy it with, but like now, nah, like not right. No, not right. Like Did you used to play outside as a kid with your friends and shit. Loads, yeah. Like I was really yeah. on my bike all the time. Yeah, me too. I was a really like um in my own imagination child even though i had a brother or had i still have a brother um so, r.i.p still here um i've got a, bro- a younger brother who's four years younger than me but i used to take my bike out we lived slightly out of glasgow near countryside sort of setting yeah. and i would just ride my bike for hours and or sit in my room and draw because i wanted to be a comic book artist so i'd sit and draw and draw or play guitar so i was in, i was a very much creative in my own brain child i still am like that now like if i have to work hard on accounts or something like freelance thingies or i have to do a bit of writing i usually put it down at one point and pick up the guitar and just stare out the window and and play or just fiddle with something that's completely different so it's not changed because it's the only way i can get out of my head if you know what i mean i do okay how could jurassic park have been better (laughs) you know what i noticed there's only so many times that you can be in a crazy situation where someone's on one side of a gate and they're about to be eaten and then someone on the other side lets them out oh. and everyone's breathing, breathing and the monsters, the dinosaurs right there, right behind the gate and then someone says, all right, 
we ought to get out of here. Like, no <laughs> fucking <laughs> shit. I, and so like, why do you even have to stop and have that moment? Now? Well, I would have liked to... Like, people have... You know what I'm saying? 100%. How many times? And they did, it like, they did it, like, six too many times. Well, this is the thing. Like, the stakes okay. are never high in We ought to get out of here. Like, oh, no. Oh, shit. What was the indicator? Yes. Was it the chaos? Was it the, <laughs> was it the entire <laughs> island going up in flames? Was it the burning locusts? <laughs> We, should, we really should avoid all these burning locusts and fireballs <laughs> and dinosaurs, don't you guys think? Someone's in the bag just having a cheese sandwich. Going, what was that, by the way? Was that again? Green. Fuck, I forgot my cheese sandwich behind that gate with all of them. They're just toasting marshmallows on a dead locust or something. They're just like, la, la, okay, la. Okay, what do you think of the dead locusts? They fucked with me. I got really upset about those. Okay, there, there was too much happening in this film, okay? It was like, there was too much. They're bringing characters back. There's the locust thing. There's the, the, this, the, the girl, the girl that was born from oh, the miracle birth that. girl. Right. She's the clone of the clone. She's the clone of the clone. And then you've got dinosaurs. Then you've got the big dinosaurs and the bigger ones. And the stakes are never high. Like, and it's a new, it's like, no, 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 this place is going to work. Oh. It's an entire island. It's not just a park. Yeah. I guess you guys had gates at that park. <laughs> like, fuck you. Yeah, they had gates. And there's a moment at the end, right, <laughs> where the T-Rex is coming to face off with whatever the giant thing is. And you know the scene. It's a very, very end. Everything's burning around. Now, there's a um, circular structure that you can see through a uh, sort of like stone see-through. And as it walks through, it roars. And of course, that is the the symbol of Jurassic Park. It's this circle. Right, they do that a couple of times. And I was like, come on. I actually, I was lying in bed angry. I was angry. Right. You cannot be angry in bed. How can you be angry lying down? I was lying well, down. We came, going, back, we came back after that last one, just so you remember. Yes. The last one was not good either. No, it was terrible. But they lured us back with Go Blue and, and Sam and everybody. <sighs> the last one was just Jordan. dinos in a mansion. Okay. Let's focus on okay. one great thing. Okay. What's your one great thing? I was rooting for Dern and, and Sam Schmangelbots. What the hell's his name again? Sam Neil. Thank you. Sam get... Schmangelbox Neil. <laughs> That's his middle name. Yeah. It means uh, the pyre that burns when people <laughs> die. It means the head of the burning locust. <laughs> anyway, hi. The head of the burning locust. <laughs> the head of the burning locust tribe. Party of 7,000. So... <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like a, they're a metal band, perhaps a metal band with seven thousand members. <laughs> exactly, it's a wall of sound. Maybe all play one note. <laughs> I was rooting for them, Dern and, and Sammy, to, okay. to get back together. Okay. And I, they do, right? I, you know what? They at, do. at the end, I they're just like, yeah, well, let's like, go hang out. I think together. they do. Yeah, it's really nice. I like that. I like that. She says something. That I liked. You know what I don't like though? Okay. At one point, and this has nothing to do with dinosaurs or burning locusts, at one point, those two and Jeff Goldblum's character, Dr. Malcolm, are having a conversation. Now, we all realise time has passed and they're slightly older than what they were, right? Yeah. But she says something like, oh, you know, he slid into my DMs. So she uses young person's vernacular. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I think it's Sam Neill's Sam was like, what the hell is that? Hold on, he needs to slide into her DMs. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah. Oh, we put this in there to to show the aging process. It's like you we already know that they're older. You don't have to right, mention just look at them. Yeah, look, they're older. And 
the fact that she's wearing the exact same outfit that she wore 20, 30 years ago, like she's got like when you open her wardrobe, she only has those shirts and shorts. White flowy shirt. They're all just or just different colours. Well, they are just scientists. I don't know what kind of, you know. Scientists wear other clothes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they do. I felt you were discriminating against scientists. No, I love scientists, but they don't—they don't get make a lot of money. So, like, like maybe she just wears the same outfit. And some of my best friends are scientists. I love scientists too. Wait, that's right out of a movie. Yeah, some of my best friends are scientists. Some of my best friends are scientists. (laughs) That belongs in museum. (laughs) I didn't. Okay, I will say. Goldblum. There are moments with Goldblum, but Goldblum had one of those lines He's where he so was just Goldblum, like, uh, well, maybe we should uh, get out of here. Like, no shit, motherfucker. But he saw Goldblum. Like, when I interviewed <laughs> him, he was... Goldblum. I was not disappointed when I met him. It was a few years ago. Yeah. And I brought my chicken bag, and I walked in with what? my... What's, what do you mean, your chicken bag? I got, it's, in your, it's in your kitchen right now. Oh, oh, it's a bag with chickens on it's, it? It's shaped like a chicken. Gotcha. It's a whole rubber chicken. Okay. I'm, so just, I, I'm just used to it. I can't... Yeah, exactly. You don't see it anymore. <laughs> it just looks like a purse. His name's Gilbert. So I came in with Gilbert, the chicken bag plopped it down on the ground and went okay so you get ooh a chicken bag he went oh my god and he kept going oh my god the chicken the chicken the chicken and I was wearing quite a bright outfit that day he was like the the blue the shirt the chicken the blue the shirt the chicken (laughs) but I was like yes yes he's so gold and then we went through Scottish wow. words. I'm that working on mine. I'm working on my Goldblum. Okay, what's your Goldblum? Give I mean, I've been, I've been throwing a little bit, but I don't think it's right. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. Chicken bag. Uh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, dinosaurs and um, uh, DNA uh, mixed together. Uh, is that good? Yeah, like it's that. <laughs> I'm constantly thinking about something I've never thought before. Uh, maybe there's uh, dinosaur uh, DNA uh, in this box. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that kind of, um, he sort of says things under his breath, very fast. Like he's got, and then he'll kind of go back into this sort of. Wow. That's, now it sounds kind of like William Shatner to me now. <laughs> Yes, I'm probably confusing your two, brain though. Two of them in a room together would be crazy. William Goldberg Shatner walking. I feel like it's all coming. I think they're, they're all converging into in one. The you heard about these AI systems where you can like put two things. I was like, hey man, I was like, buddy, put me and like Batman into this system and see what happens. And it was, it came back like this, like crazy chopped up whirlwind of like my face and Batman's face and it nauseated me. Is that the crayon thing where it's lots of pictures of you do, like you can it swirled it together. Somebody put in it was like you put it in a blender. Oh. Messed me up. Some of them I said hey try Wolverine and Dan Fogler and it looked it just looked like an experiment gone wrong. <laughs> Somebody sent me Ed Sheeran doing the dishes. Like, so Ed Sheeran washing dishes, and it was just like Ed Sheeran, the musician washing dishes. <laughs> and one of them was by the dishwasher, and I was like, what? Did you, what did you think of it? I thought it was amazing. It was like, this is the only Ed Sheeran project I've ever enjoyed. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh! You know, I, I only know him by name. I like never got into his music. He's like the redheaded guy with the beard and the acoustic guitar, right? Yeah. I'm not going to say anymore. I mean, I come from the school of 
system of a down and stuff, you know. And oh, yeah, yeah. I quite like, I like the hard stuff. I hear you. I quite like metal and rock and and then Fugazi and stuff like that. All those kind of alternative like eighties and nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Testosterone, bitch. It's like that, that kind of. Sorry. Yeah, I'd never liked a singer. So. What was the band that I came up with? Oh, Head of the Burning Locust. That was one of them. No, no, it was a, it was a really good. We came up with a Brooders, concept. something Brooders, yeah. something Brooders. Brooders of an August moon. Oh, oh shoot! Okay, that's a. I mean, I feel like these are either comic book names, short stories, or at least band names. Do you write comics? I used to when I was younger. I was more in the drawing side, but my drawing's not so good anymore. So, mm. but I like I used to when I was younger. I love writing and I don't know I quite I like the idea at one point of leaving school and going and becoming a comic book artist or working in comic books I loved it but I love creating like and I still write short stories I do or sorry I write little short stories but I never put them anywhere and I write lyrics all the time for my music so I'm always writing but I like uh yeah creating weird worlds kind of thing it's, it's fun it's fun when did you start writing comics surely since you were really young I made with my brother. He was kind of the brains of the operation at the time. Uh, we would play the Marvel game and Dungeons and Dragons and shit like that, and we were encouraged to create characters. And then we create a character, and then we'd be like, "Well, let's make a comic book out of it." Because you draw a picture of I would draw a picture of that character. He did that for Dungeons and Dragons, so you have a picture of your character and you know, yeah, your yeah, stats yeah. or whatever. And um, yeah, and I got. We got pretty obsessed with that stuff. My brother would write stories and we would make these like, you know, budget comic books that we would, you know, make just out of our construction paper. And I had a character named Anarchy, who, by the way, was yeah. one of these fucking guys, vigilante guys that stood on the top rooftop of rooftops. Rooters. The rooftop rooters. That's it. The barbershop quartet that cosplay is different broody. Guys. With the rooftop rooters! And the one, There's always two, a reason. one, two, three. Always four. go down the path of the story. It helps you find what you're talking about. Um, the rooftop rooters. With the root, I love that name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Anarchy was—he was just like this gigantic dude that was too agile for his size. Would jump off, like would listen for crime, jump off of rooftops, slam down on people's cars, or in the middle of some kind of mugging or whatever beat the shit out of people and he he had this hand I guess I fucking got into I was influenced heavily by uh, V for Vendetta oh, and he, yeah. he had the anarchy symbol in, in a taser on his palm and the last thing he would do he'd just put the anarchy symbol on someone's forehead oh yeah, and run off into the night anarchy oh yeah you're definitely you've got a very pretty pass you love that shit I do. you're all about that I'm all about the kind of we're the outsiders of society, those kind of... So, like, X-Men was perfect. It was like, oh, my God, X-Men. Like, I loved the X-Men so much, but the broody stuff I got into later. Wouldn't it be fun to create a new superpower team? Yeah, the Rooftop like, okay. Brooders. The Rooftop Brooders. Now, here's the thing. While you were talking... They're I was, also a band. They're... 
No, they find each other eventually and they, they find that they're a better barbershop quartet than they are. It's <laughs> really ripped up. But what's, what if that's their alias? Like, what if that's their Clark, oh, that's their Clark Kent? It's it like, why be. are you guys always meeting all the time? We're a fucking barbershop quartet. But really, they're fucking but like, they're actually vigilantes. Like... And, but they're, they're all okay, but team together, they're, they're, they're pretty, pretty good. They're pretty good. Oh, do you want to do it? Yeah. We should totally do it. I think that's got legs. Just four of them. So there's four of them. Rooftop Brooders. Well, and, I don't know what, oh, because of a band? Yeah, like I'm just feeling like they're quartet. Yeah, great. So I think oh, four. Oh, quartet, right. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're about... Yeah. What's the significance of the four? <laughs> well. Well, um, a quartet means. <laughs> do you have a Latin lesson? Let's let's delve back into our history of our... Well, the Fantastic Four. I love it. Okay, so... So we do the Rooftop Brooders. And say they meet... Trademark right now. Trademark, trademark. You're a delight. That was probably the easiest podcast I ever did. Thank you. Uh, anytime you want to come on the show, that that was really fun. You should come on mine. Yeah. Are you, do, are you doing more of your future stuff? You what? can come on my crazy Twitch chat show. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. Like, What's that called? It's called A Wee Chat. A Wee Chat. <laughs> I'm really creative like that. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I have this show on Twitch that is constantly going through a metamorphosis where I am basically doing a Ricardo Montalban impression. I'll show you the... Oh, yeah, okay. But as this, like, crazy digital digigod, Zach Aventis. Okay. And uh, he basically... And I want to create a show around him. Where it's like a late night show where he's interviewing gamers and his favorite actors, but he's like abducting them. Well, that's what we do. And I've got it semi-scripted, so we've got That's a, what you do, huh? Yeah, we've got a time-traveling reindeer and time-traveling animated reindeer who has his own problem-solving segment. His name's Rudy. Yeah. And he's Santa's best friend. Uh, so that's we've got that. And then we've got another segment on the, of the show called Where's Trevor? And it's just everyone plays a different Trevor every week, oh but they're God. all the same Trevor. But are they? So it's like... Do you think that we could do a crossover thing? Or? Yeah. Yeah. We should 100% do a crossover thing. Who are your people over there? What do you mean? Like at, at Twitch? Twitch? I just do it all myself. And then you just... And then you grow your audience like that. Yeah, I've been doing it for four years. And now it's a live show as well. So I'll be doing it at cons and stuff. I did it last... I did this year at con. It was incredible. We got Rudy, the reindeer, beamed onto a giant screen on a stage. I was like, this is incredible. Why reindeers? I was cause my friend Beezy over in America, he had this character and I was like, I'm gonna write a script around it. I will have like a through line story that runs through the whole season. Yeah. We'll go from there to there. And he was like, Cool. So that's what we do. So if you watch every week it's it's a story. Like and we so. And, and uh, so what do you where did you tell him your Twitter, Instagram, you went on that stuff? You were saying you don't do that. No, like he yeah, he's like a streamer and he he was, No, your stuff. Oh my stuff. Yeah, so people can find you. Yeah, oh so my um my Twitch is We Claire Here. My Instagram is We Claire Here and on Twitter it's We Claire. We Claire. Just We Claire. That's All what right. would be my nickname forever. So you find me. Um amazing. Okay, so We'll see you next time on the damn Fogler 40 experience. Go on the show whenever you want. Yay! Okay, this is an addendum to the, the podcast. Sorry if it sounds a little weird. <laughs> if we don't have the special mic. We're just going straight to the, the voice memo. So to, to add to the Claire uh, conversation podcast, we just saw 
Nope. And I'm pretty convinced that the whole the whole pitching peel, right? Yes, Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel. All he had because he's on a roll, all he had to do was go into a boardroom and just be all nope. And they were just all, yep. And he was just all, that's it? Good, I'm out of here. Because they were like, here, here's billions of dollars. Just make this goddamn movie. And, and and there were moments of it where, let, okay, let me, so the jag I was on a second ago was trying to figure out, spoilers, the UFO in this is a creature that's evolving and is a predator in disguise. And it's pissed off when you look at it. Yes. And yeah. I'm just going to spoil this whole fucking thing. So <laughs> I think, you know, how the whole thing where it's like, you are what you eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, Keith David's in this movie who I love. Mm-hmm. Keith David. Just a little shout out to him. So this UFO, when you first see it up close, it's a saucer, yeah, but then it starts to resemble kind of like a... It's got a little mouth at the bottom of it. Yeah, it's like, like a stingray or something. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a shark thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a sea creature. A, yes. And if you look at it, it sucks you up into its <coughs> inside. But we agreed that when that one shot, again, lots of spoilers coming up, yeah. where the... The people are inside the creature. That was genuinely interesting to me because yeah. I was like, You're like, is this intestines? Yeah. What how happens? are they doing this effect? Like, how long are they in there for? It had the same feeling for me as when I watched like Under the Skin, and it was like weird and creepy. Yeah. So I kind of like I like that. But then that's all you saw. You see like ten seconds of a woman going, Oh, oh God! There's <laughs> a little sarlacky inside the sarlacc. Yeah. 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 So strange. But okay, and then you see that for five seconds. Yeah, and then they go on to try and get a picture of it, right? They're trying to get film it, film of it. So the yeah, the motivation is just not strong enough. The motivation is not. We're gonna get a picture of this thing. That's why we're gonna (laughs) put ourselves our lives at stake every five seconds. Where are the police? Surely they would know. Well, the police were obviously just like, we don't go there. (laughs) We don't go to that town. We don't go to this one area. So okay. this, so you get a first close close up look at this saucer, and I'm, and my first impression was yeah it's got like a it's like ooh it's got like skin, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, is this like a thing where it's like you are it, it is what it eats, and it can't obviously can't digest certain things because it's shitting out keys and. <laughs> It doesn't do metal. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't do, do who? It doesn't do metal. No, it does it not like do metal. metal. And, no. and the people that it eats it at, they have shit in their pocket. <laughs> it, coins. Coins and car keys. Car keys, yeah. And, every, and it digests the people, and then it's got to shit out all of this stuff that it can't digest. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, and so, okay, so my here's here's my theory is that okay, okay, okay. so it's got this skin and it's like the skin of like it's I was like, ooh, is that like cow hide or like horse hide because it's eating all these horses? Yeah. And then it starts to eat people and it starts to get like change. And then I was like, wow, did it eat because there's a gimmick in this where they use, you know, the 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 floppy 
car dealership. Yeah, yeah. Like wavy guys. Yeah. What are those things called? I don't know, floppy wavy guys. It's fine. <laughs> it was just like they're all like saying hello with their bodies. Hey! Yeah. You know, the different. They they utilize that as I don't know why. It's a signal to know when power is on or off. Yeah, but so stupid. But, but, I did not like that. It was, it was like no. they, they, they did they did fifty of them. Fifty fifty of them. They were strewn. How much time did that take? It probably they must have been yeah. exhausted just putting that whole grid together. Yeah, because it was like a grid. There was like rows of them. Yeah. Like totally rows of them. So I got this impression. Okay. Did the UFO creature suck up a, like a bunch of those? Like he's and and he sucked up the parachute. Oh. And then he starts to turn into that shit. That's why he looked like a kite thing. Is that why he starts to turn into a kite at the end? Like oh, a jellyfish? I just thought it was like actually a jellyfish. It was like, oh, it's a jellyfish. It's revealed. It was a jellyfish form. the whole time. <laughs> it's a lovely big jellyfish. Okay, this is basically how you're gonna feel walking out of this movie. <laughs> okay, yes. Because now we're I think we're entering a different phase Were you movie. ever scared at any point? I no. was I was like the anticipation of like okay there's gonna be a big scare yeah that's what I was doing and then I never got scared really I genuinely felt slightly fearful when when there was the little aliens in the barn but they were actually children dressed up as aliens yeah that was the most scariest part <laughs> yeah and I was like oh, that's really creepy because they're moving like actual humans that's what I was thinking but then when the kid goes ha ha and takes the alien thing off I was like what. Wow. That's a scare. If saying that, if that's the scariest part of the film, are you not angry? I'm angry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not angry. And I don't see you in the kitchen. We came and I was like, I think I'm feeling a bit angry. I think I said I'm angry. You said you were angry. Yeah, I was like, I'm angry at the film. You went, Oh, are you okay? So I didn't say anything because I didn't want to. Well, you want to vent right now? You do. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you so angry at this film? I was being polite when the film finished because I was like... But you really wanted to punch somebody. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how dare you so manipulate dumb. me like that? Look, there's like, as I said to you, the stakes are never high. I don't care about anyone in this film. Yeah. I don't care about any of the characters. I think the relationship between the two main characters, their brother and sister, I think, that, like, I don't even believe for one second that they even give a shit about each other. There's the guy that sets up the cameras. Don't care about him. Like, the most interesting thing about one of the characters was she was wearing a Jesus leather t-shirt. And I was like, oh, what a great band. And if I'm thinking that, right. and then I didn't even notice the skin on the UFO because I was like, it's like a tiny mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs> it looked so terrible. And then when they sucked it up, they didn't show enough of the creepy <coughs> shit. It is, I'm telling you right now, Mrs. Doubtfire is way creepier than this film. Mrs. Oh my Doubt- God. It's <laughs> way, think about it. Though. Hello! Can you imagine Mrs. Doubtfire swooping I'm your father! <laughs> like, yeah, that is pretty creepy. Yeah, yeah. It's just Doubtfire standing and peeing. I, I told you, there's a, there's a period in the 90s, I love Robin Williams, where he just did all of those weird ones. Strange films. Yeah, I love Rome. I love him, but there was that 90s period of strange films. So Doubtfire's in there? I love it, though. But yeah, Doubtfire's What other films? The one where he's a bicentennial man? I love bicentennial. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. I just put that in the category of, like, what the fuck was going on with him? I've got... Oh, yeah, I'll I'll be a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Why not? Several million dollars to be a robot? It doesn't 
Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? I'll okay. put this clown nose on. And... <laughs> I'll paint my face gold. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to be a doctor with a clown nose next. <laughs> Oh my god, imagine. But if they were making Bicentennial Man 2 and they were like, like, it's an homage to Robin Williams, blah blah blah, we want you to play Bicentennial Man 2, would you do it? God, yeah. Would I do it? Yeah. In Bicentennial Man 2? Yeah. I'd be like, they're making a sequel? Yeah. I'd be like, alright, yeah, I'll fucking take a stab at it. <laughs> I'll see if I can, I can help this franchise. How long you get paid? <laughs> it's the same question. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Well, I hope mine's a rampaging by some kind of <laughs> like, like a berserker kind of like, he goes, like his eyes go red. Yeah. Uh, before he does that, there's like a malfunction. Like, malfunction, malfunction. And then he just goes into this like berserker rage. And then becomes Robin Williams and very calm. Just starts to do a bit of stand up. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> like, ah, hmm. You hear he's gonna win an Oscar. <laughs> he played every shade of that bicentennial man. <laughs> he was very believable in three. <laughs> he really honed his craft in the four. He squeezed out seven bicentennial man movies. I love Robin Williams. I love Robin Williams too. But now What's I'm... your favorite Robin Williams? Mm. Oh God. Because you've got the good the sort of the dramas, and then you've got like the. Okay, we talked about Mrs. Doubtfire as a kind of like, it's not my favourite, but as a sort of like the 90s comedy vibe, a, a, a light hearted family film, I love, I really love Mrs. Doubtfire. Apart from that, oh, what's it called again? He's like, uh, he's like a homeless guy. Fisher King. Yeah, quite like the Fisher King, you know? Well, he's brilliant in that. He's really good in that. I saw that when I was quite young, and then I saw it several years after again, a few more times, and I was like, yeah, man, he's great in that. What about you? What's your favourite Robin Williams? Fisher King. <laughs> the Fisher King for real? Yeah, and um, I guess World According to Garth is pretty amazing. Good morning, Vietnam. Yeah, good morning. <coughs> he was, uh, look at how quickly we got away from Nope. <laughs> That was our. Uh, oh, you didn't I mention like the end. You didn't mention how uh, how it ends. Okay, I'm gonna mention how it ends. You 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 got a bit of rage in your eyes there. I don't know if it was the that's flame the or rage. the candle. No, no, that's the rage. rage. You're so right about that. Yeah. I can't believe how this movie ended. <laughs> Peel was just like, I'm gonna end it like this, and they're gonna pay me to end it. Like this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how in any universe did he think that was horrific. No, I think he's laughing at Do you think so? Do you think yeah, it's like yeah, a big old comedy? There were moments where it was just like, wow, this is kind of genius. This is like Jaws because... Yes, yeah, yeah. They had kind of... Um, you don't really see the UFO for a while. And then there are certain gimmicks like, you know, those like flags that are at the top of car dealerships. Looking up, shadows over faces and... or Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they... Like in Jaws where you don't see the creature yeah. for a while. But they have like streamers hanging up into like this clouds where you're like, oh god, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a, I, there are moments like that. And then the ending happened. 
Oh my god. I can't believe this movie ended like this. Yeah, it was. You're right. I think you, for what you're about to say, like he's probably laughing. He, do you think he sat in the premiere looking around and going, "Yeah." He's like, "Let's see how fucking crazy I can make this movie, and people will still pay me <laughs> the next movie." Yeah. The way that Daniel, what's his name again? Kalua. Kalua, like like the drink. Yeah, I think that's how. He's, if I'm not saying his name properly, I apologize. It's all good. He knows who he is. We know who he is. He's a very fine actor. He was he I, I love that he is like his, you know, Peels De Niro, you know. Yeah, he's yeah, using yeah. him in all his movies. He's yeah. incredible. His character though. <laughs> but in this, so his sister's everyone's freaking out around him. His sister's freaking out. The VHS guy is freaking out. The you know, the, the radio shack guy. <laughs> Okay. Also, there's another actor like Keith David's in this. Love that. There's another actor in it. I uh, I should really be looking at the name, but he's the guy with a really like deep. Oh yeah, yeah, raspy yeah. voice. He plays the the DP in this, and he's trying to help him get it. So he he was in The Crow. He he's been in all these like cool movies. He always plays like dodgy kind of like kind of rock and roll guy. Yeah. He's in Doors. I believe. So, uh, anyway, I should, we'll, we'll look at this name in a second, but um, there were some cool aspects of it. The way that Daniel is acting in this, it's kind of like how the audience is left to react, where he sees something freaky in the sky, and then he's just like, nope, nope. And then he's like, <laughs> he literally says the title, he sits back, everyone has a little chuckle in the audience, and then he just sits there and you're just like, <laughs> he's just like calm calm seas yeah and just like well, he, you're like when is he gonna freak out is he ever gonna freak out he's just like at no point even when he's on a horse yeah. in the middle of the freaking he's just totally calm and i think he's just totally like calm. Not even just like the audience is wondering like when's the jump scare gonna happen or is there gonna be a jump scare or there was never so he's like i'm gonna there's something freaky up there. I'm just going to wait this out and see how I'm re- I should react. Like, that's how he was acting. That's it. That was literally it. And then when it goes for his sister, it's not like he goes, no, or what? He doesn't emote. He doesn't emote by any point. very subtle. I mean, he's doing a very subtle thing, but I think his performance in the movie would have helped to see him mm-hmm. freak out at one point because yeah. he's he's... The the audience sees this guy as oh nothing can nothing can will ever stir this guy this guy is just fucking but if he but if he flips out it's like we gotta get the fuck out of here then you then you would get really scared that's why that barn scene worked with those little kids dressed up as an alien because he looked he looked generally scared that's the one time where he he kind of like you could see him going right he goes round the corner and he gets his camera out because he's like that was the first nope part that was the first part and that's yeah you're totally right we were all sitting there going you i think you went oh oh you made some kind of noise i was like oh shit here we go and then nothing and then that was it but yeah you're totally right if he had just been a little bit more like you know, freaked out about the blood coming from the sky, you know, all this kind of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He was just like, I'm in my car. Oh, well. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Okay, I do, I do want to say... What, you, are you going to say something redeeming about this film? That there was... Okay, the, most, the most frightening thing was the monkey. 
Okay. The monkey was framing. Okay. And there's this scene okay. where Steven Yeun is the little boy. He's on the TV show and it's about the monkey and the monkey goes crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's from his point of view, hiding and watching the monkey go fucking nuts. Yes. That's a great scene. It's I a thought. really good scene. Yeah. That was like a little short movie inside the movie, which is also like a little caramel nougaty center that is the the core of the message of the movie which is don't fuck with nature like nature is yeah. territorial unpredictable unpredictable yeah and the whole idea of don't look it in the fucking eye yes because it will show its dominance. 100%. So, yeah. But again, what works about that scene is what you said before, when it's from the perspective of that cat, because we were we were the little boy in that scene. You know, we were under the table. You know, you can see, I think it was cloth or something. You know, so you can, you can kind of, you can't really see, but you can kind of see it going nuts. Yeah. If you see the blood splurt on the, whatever it was, the, the material, it's just this thin sheath. And then it goes, it goes nuts, but then quietens down and then goes nuts again. It's that I like the pacing of that yeah. scene as well because it's not like uber violent, but it is because again it's that unpredictable nature of an animal because you don't know when it's going to strike or how it's going to react. The fact at the end that it comes slowly up to the table and you think, oh, he's going to mess this shit up, and puts his hand out to do a fist bump, and you're you know, and then gets shot. That as well is like a big shock. I would have watched a whole film just about that because the, yeah, the film that was starts. The thing. With that, that was that was yeah. That was more interesting than the the creature, which was the UFO creature. A freaking flying saucer with a little sharp mouth <laughs> underneath, like a stingray mouth or something. Yeah. And that's our assessment.